for the Theodore thinker, who if he is not or she is not the decision maker, quite often can be the decision influencer. Because remember, in a presentation, we're looking around the room, people fall into three categories. Number one, they're the information gatherers, right? They are the decision influencers or the decision makers. So ideally, we want to find out which they are. But that's normally what I will do. Um, And again, I can tell you, if you will look at, at, at career choices that they make, a lot of times you can make blaring generalizations out of these. This can be really fun when you make a game out of it. Cox Communications, huge multinational con- company, puts all their people through the Berkman system that, again, does this in colors, and they post it outside people's doors. So when you walk into someone's office, you immediately know who you're dealing with so you can flex your style. And it's part of their vernacular now, so you'll hear around the watercolor, she is being so red today. <laughs> or, gosh, can you believe how blue June, June's being? So you'll hear a lot of that as well. Other questions on this? Okay, let's talk a minute about blind spots because that's the final area. Each of you hopefully has some idea of your style. If not, you have an idea of the characteristics that people would use to describe you. So what I'd like you to do is select for me, if you will, three, let's start with three. Three characteristics that if you were to ask other people how they would describe you and they feel true to you, what would be the three that they would use? Now, if you want to, those of you that had the handouts, you can look at some of those attributes there. But select those three. Um, For instance, it might be creative. It might be assertive. It might be thoughtful. It might be um, innovative. It might be deliberate, it might be friendly, it might be kind, it might be whatever. What are the ones that you, top three that you think that most people would say you are and they feel right to you? Can everybody do that? And again, if you know your style, you can look at the ones that you feel like, you know, really hit that hard. See, I can tell what style you are, but how fast you are. The sensors have already done, the thinkers are going, well, man, you know. <laughs> okay, now, what I want you to do is to think what these, happens to these styles if the dial gets turned up too high. Let me give you some examples. If I'm creative and the dial gets turned up too high or too low, but let's say too high, I can be considered unrealistic and fantasy-bound, can I? People could call me that. If I am accurate and very deliberate, the dial gets turned up too high, what could you call me? Rigid? Perhaps rigid? If I am friendly and the dial gets turned up too high, what might you call me? What? Stalker. Stalker. Exactly. You could be a stalker, or I would be totally lacking authority, right? It'd be flake in the business world, but stalkers, absolutely. Aggressive, dial gets turned up too high, I become pushy, overbearing, right? Um, If people say that I have a high self-esteem, dial gets turned up too high, what? Egotist, right? So think about what, what happens if the dial gets turned up too high on those. And those are three areas that you might want to be aware of that could be potential blind spots in your career. Because again, our greatest strengths are often our greatest weaknesses. 
and vice versa. Quick example. I love this story. I had a young man come to me for some, for some consulting. His fiance had given him two hours of my time as a wedding gift. Not a very good wedding gift. <laughs> Clue. She was concerned he wasn't quite getting promoted fast enough. Whoops. Woo! Poor guy. So the guy walks into my office, tall, attractive guy in his 20s, smart on the ball. But have you ever met anybody that just is so negative? It's like pig pen with this big old black cloud around them. This guy just reeked of negativity. Didn't have a positive thing to say at all. And I looked at him and I thought, man, there isn't enough time to work with this. What on earth am I going to do? And I thought, okay. Strengths, weaknesses, dial. And I thought, here's all this negativity. What if we turn the dial back a little bit? And what we found out was the guy was a thinker. And he worked for a financial services firm. And he, a lot of times when a project would come, he would attack it. You know, when the team came up with something, he would attack it from 360 degrees. Well, there was a benefit to that if the dial got turned back. Because he was so smart and so analytical that a lot of times he could find where there might be a Trojan horse or a weak place within the program. So we were working on his branding piece. So what we did is we branded him the Doubting Thomas. And he got it. He realized that if he turned that dial back, that he had, he had something. He went into his boss on Monday and said, I know how I can be a benefit to the firm. That was two years ago. His office now sits between his bosses and the CEO. He is director of special projects, and when something comes in, he's the one that analyzes it. Again, the dial, the strengths and weaknesses. So not only is it a way for us to find blind spots, but sometimes it's a way for us to find strengths. Okay, I've got six minutes. Can we get up at 30,000 feet? Are you all ready for just a quick overview? Okay. We talked about high-voltage communications. This is a model that I work off of that I think is just great with helping association leaders be the real leaders that they want to be. And it's made up of four P's, or it spells out ROAR, so whatever you prefer. But let's start with the P's. And I'm going to go real fast. Bottom here is personhood. Under personhood is knowing yourself, self-knowledge. We're talking emotional intelligence here. Three areas. Self-awareness, self-acceptance, biggie, and self-disclosure. Great leaders, high-voltage leaders, are grounded in personhood. Self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-disclosure. You with me? Okay. We, do, we have to do our internal work first. We come up here for the next P, and that's purpose. And just like your organization has a mission, a purpose statement, you as, your, as a professional should have your own. How do you use your strengths, your gifts, to be of service to other people? It's a biggie. Okay? We do this. This creates the backbone. We come to the next P. Psychological term, persona stands for three things. Number one, your brand. Just like your car, like Volvo has a brand. When we think of Volvo, we think of safety, right? What is your brand? When I say your name, what is it that your coworkers think of? Okay? Have you thought about that? What is, it that, what is your brand? Or are you allowing other people to define you, which is what most of us are doing? I don't want to do that. 
Okay, so it's brand. Second thing I work with folks on is to determine their unique selling proposition. What are the three things that separate them from all the other people that do what they do? Unique selling proposition. And the third is, is what is your positioning statement? What are the three to five adjectives that you want to be known for? And then audit your career and your life from everything from the shirts you wear and the briefcase you carry to ensure that you are getting those messages across. That's how you orchestrate and manage your professional image. When I ran a PR agency, I wanted to be known for being creative, marketing-driven, and one classy guy. Everything I did went through that sieve, and it worked. It worked, okay? And the final P, which is what we've been talking about today, is for presence. Presence. That's the felt sense that we put out in the world. I believe we are judged on three criteria when people meet us. Likeability, how likable are we? Are we somebody that you would enjoy working with? Are we somebody that you'd enjoy going and having a cup of coffee with after work? How likable are we? How credible are we? Can I trust you? Are, do you know what you're talking about? Will you follow through on your commitments? Likeability, credibility. Third one is authority. Are you com confident? Are you convicted? Are you competent? Confident, competent, and convicted. Or, as I say, are you standing in your power? Those are the three areas. What's interesting is, is that we find that women a lot of times, especially women, but all of us, find what, if they're highly likable, where's their authority? Down here, we call them a flake, don't they? Okay? Your authority's up here, what do we call you? You got it. B word, right? So I find that business women a lot of times are like this. Having to, and men too, but especially women, are really have a very delicate balance of trying to figure that out. But likability, credibility, authority, what are you putting out in the world? Okay, we're almost out of time, and I'm talking real fast. A couple of things I want you to be aware of. On the website, powerhousecommunicationswithans.com, powerhousecommunications.com, there is a summary of the four communication styles. It is on, um, in the resources section. It's called Communicating with Style. You can print it out, and it will give you a summary of most everything we've talked about. So it's there for you and your staffs to enjoy. There is also, and you're welcome to come afterwards and sign up if you'd like to, or go online. I also do have a free email newsletter that's very brief that goes out every month that's on different communications and life topics, and I get great reviews on it. If you'd like to be on it, I'd love to have you on it. So that's on powerhousecommunications.com. You guys have been great. We have covered a lot of information in a short period, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.